Welcome everyone to your number one source for inspiring content from myself and other people who are putting a focus towards optimizing their health and maximizing their potential. I'll be bringing you education and conversations designed to assist you in taking your physical health, mental health and life as a whole to the next level. I am your host, Lewis Pierce, and this is the Priority Health Show. Hello and welcome to Priority Health Show number eight. I'm excited to have you here with me. I want to thank you in advance for taking the time to, if you're watching this, watch it. And if you're listening on the podcast or on YouTube, for checking me out on those platforms on the replay. So thank you so much for being here. And I'm really, really excited for today's episode because it's going to give you a bit more of a a better perspective on, on weight loss. Okay, so if you're watching this on the live on Facebook, I always appreciate a good like, maybe even a share would be massively appreciated because I guarantee that there's someone in your friends, in your friendship group, in your family that can benefit from okay. what I'm going to run through today. So yeah, please give this a share, give it a like so that your friends can see it, your family can see it. And um, yeah, sound checks are all done. So you should already warn me in the, uh, in the background as well. So in today's episode, Priority Health Show, episode eight, I want to talk about why you're finding fat loss so difficult and why your friends or other people that you see out in the world with, with good physiques, eating whatever they want, aren't finding it difficult. And the truth of the matter is that there's so many factors that influence someone's physique. There's so many things at play when it comes to the the physique that somebody has okay and you're only seeing this tiny snippet of someone's life for example let's go over to instagram there's so many things that you see on instagram so many people that you see on instagram who have abs have peachy butts yeah have the thigh gap or whatever and you're comparing yourself to them and there's one picture that you're seeing of them now, you don't. What you don't see in the background is that these people may or may not have eating disorders. I know that when I was massively into my bodybuilding, I was considering doing a show. I was the leanest I've ever been. I can one hundred percent say that I had an eating disorder. Sarah was in hospital, in labour with Evelyn, and I was taking my own food with me into the hospital. I planned and prepped meals into a hospital, which you don't see this side of things. When you're seeing a picture of somebody or a snippet of someone in the street, you don't see the whole backstory. That they may have an eating disorder, that they may be exercising like a crazy person. Yeah, you see someone that's got, you know, really slim line physique, you know, you can see their abs or they haven't got much body fat or whatever. You don't know that they're, running 10k every single night because they're using this exercise this running as a way of controlling their weight because they don't know how to there's a lot of women that i've worked with who used running as a means of controlling their weight the more they ate the more they ran so you're looking at someone who's got a slim physique 
saying, I wish I had that. But you're not seeing the lifestyle and, and the psychological issues that are going on in the background that aren't healthy, if that makes sense. You're also not looking at the, the background of their life. So as an adult, the behaviors that we have, the beliefs that we have, the way that we do things is fundamentally learned from when we were children. Yep. So the, the beliefs that I have, the, the way that I eat, the things that I like eating, the exercise I like doing, these, these are all influenced by the way I grew up, by the, the kids' clubs that I went to, by the way that my parents ate, by, the way, by what they fed me, by the beliefs that they had. Again, you probably have a very different belief system. If you're trying to lose weight, you're overweight, you probably have a very different belief system to a lot of things compared to someone that is slim and has never had to diet. To diet, sorry. Yeah. And if you're someone that's never had to diet, maybe your parents had an unhealthy relationship with food and now you have an unhealthy relationship with food, you then put on weight. Yeah. You may have spent your entire life dieting. And every time you go on a diet, every time you go into a calorie deficit, whether it's an extreme one or a moderate one or whatever, and then you quit and then you put the weight back on again, you're making it harder and harder. So while someone's had this perfect childhood where they haven't had to, uh, they've had no bad issues with food, they've had no food addictions, all these different things, they've never been given food by their parents as a reward and developed these unhealthy food habits or what have you. It's a very complicated subject that I don't even want to go into, but we're just touching the surface here. And then you're looking back at you, who's, you know, your parents fed you food as a reward. If you start crying, they, they gave you food to make you happier. You now got this attachment to food. You then put on weight. You then tried to diet. You've tried dying, dieting multiple times. You, you're in a point where you're desperate to get these fat loss results and you keep trying to diet more and more, but you're not doing anything sustainable. So you're just making the situation worse. You're not, you're not looking at these, the, this perspective, this bigger picture of why it's difficult for you to lose weight and why someone else is finding it easier. Because every time you go on a diet and you put the weight back on again, you're making it harder. Because essentially when you go into a calorie deficit, you're starving your body and your body doesn't want to be starved. Yeah, your body does not want to be starved. So every time you starve it and then you go back into eating more food, it's going to, def to, to it's going to build up some kind of defense mechanism to stop you from starving yourself. Yeah. Because you've got to remember your body doesn't think, Oh, it's 2020 food is in abundance. It's still thinking there could be a famine at any time. Yeah. Back from when, you know, we were back in caveman times when you couldn't just walk to the corner shop to get some food. Yeah. So you've got to remember that. Every time you go on a diet, your body is then going to build up a wall. It's going to store fat easier and make it harder for you to burn it because it doesn't want you to starve it again and again and again and again. Okay. So you also don't know what the other person's lifestyle looks like outside of the little snippet that you've seen. Yeah. They may be eating, say you see someone in Greg's eating a pasty with a decent physique. That could be the only thing they eat all day. They just eat one steak slice. That's all they eat a day and they're slim. Do you want to live like that? Probably not. Yeah. It's like when you want, I can't remember what the saying is exactly, but if you want to change, if you want somebody else's life, would you be willing to take everything from their life? Yeah. Or do you just want, you can't just take one snippet yeah, that you've just seen. Oh, they've got a great physique. I want a great physique because what comes with that could be a lot of things that you don't actually want. 
and it comes back to comparison is the thief of joy. You can only lose body fat as fast as you specifically as an individual can lose it. So comparing yourself to other people and hoping that you lost body fat as quick as somebody else's, regardless of where they're on their fat loss journey or the other contributing factors that I've already mentioned, you know, it's just silly. Okay. You've also got to remember, you don't know how active they are. You could have a very sedentary job. You could have a job where you're sat behind a desk all day. You get up, you get up late, you drive to work, you sit behind a desk all day at work on the phone to people. You then drive home, you then sit on the sofa. Somebody else can have a job. Like I've had a few clients who would do like 30,000 steps a day for their job. They had horses, they had dogs, they worked on a farm. They had multiple jobs maybe. And someone doing 30,000 steps a day is going to find it far easier to maintain a slimmer physique than someone that has a sedentary job and is doing 5,000 a day. Yeah, because the first thing that's got a sedentary job is doing 5,000 steps a day. They're also spending a lot of time bored, a lot of time in the office where people are bringing in cakes and cookies and, and treats and stuff like that. Someone's working on a farm. They haven't got time to stop and eat all day. So they're doing loads of exercise and not actually eating that much. And that's just how their life is. They haven't planned it. Whereas you're on the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, your sedentary job, food's in abundance, people keep bringing in cakes. You know what I'm saying? You've got to look at the bigger picture. Okay. And a lot of it comes down to your lifestyle. Okay. But also the history of how you ended up where you are and changing that history. Okay. Now I want to just touch quickly on why you can't eat the foods that you like and lose weight like other people. Okay. Let me just get a quick drink. So we've talked about the contributing factors of why somebody else can be in decent shape. And, you know, it'd be seemed easy by you from the little snippet of their life that you've seen. But let's talk about you. Okay. The reasons why you are struggling to lose weight, because that's ultimately why you're here. You want to know how to lose weight. Okay. So first things first, you're probably eating too much. I have had people come to me say, oh, I only really, eat, only really eat breakfast. That's what I eat all day. Okay, cool. Is that actually the case? Or is that the only meal that you actually plan? But you spend the rest of the day snacking on muffins and cookies and cakes at work. Then you come home in the evening, you have a couple of biscuits with your, with your cup of tea, or you come in and you eat the, your kids' leftover food. Yeah. Are you actually eating too much? Are you being honest with yourself about how much you're actually eating? Yeah. What about your activity levels? How active are you? How many steps are you doing on a daily basis? Yeah. If you're not, if you're not being very active, the chances are from what I've seen from clients I've worked with, the people that aren't very active usually spend more time eating. Yeah. It's very, when you're walking around busy, 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 it's very difficult to stop and eat. But when you're sat there, you're sat doing nothing, you then start thinking about food because you're bored, because you've got nothing going on in your head because you're not doing anything. That craving keeps replaying over and over again in your head until that craving gets so intense that you go and dip into the fridge. And that just keeps repeating. Yeah. So you've got to think about your activity. And also it comes back to your identity. Do you identify as someone that is active? Yeah, because generally when someone someone identifies as an active, healthy person, they will make better food choices. That's just how it is. That's why people that are bodybuilders find it so easy to stick to a restrictive diet it's because they identify as someone that does that. Okay. You've also got to look at your consistency with the diet. Yeah. One of the many reasons 
why you're struggling to actually lose weight, even though you're dieting, is because you're not actually consistent with one diet method. You're trying tons of different diets. You've got something called shiny object syndrome, where you see a diet that your friend's doing, they're getting results, so you try it. You see, you tried it for two days, no results. Then you see another mate who's trying something else and they're getting great results. So you try that diet for two days and you keep doing this endless cycle, which provides one thing, a lack of consistency. Consistency is the missing ingredient that most people that are struggling to lose weight don't have, okay? A lack of consistency. So you've got to look at how consistent are you being with your diet, okay? You've also got to look at your dieting history. How many, like I've already said, how many diets have you been on? Every time you go on a diet and then you come back off of the diet, you get you make it more difficult for you to lose weight. At the same time, if you go on extremely restrictive diets, your body's going to adapt. Okay, we have something called TDEE, which is your total daily energy expenditure. It's made up of four things. Your BMR, which are the calories that your body needs to actually you know, do its bodily functions, hormone production, brain function, digestion, respiration, circulation, all these different things. Then you've got your NEAT, which is your non-exercise activity. So things like walking around, doing the gardening, doing the housework, that's NEAT, unplanned exercise. Then you've got TEF, which is thermic effect of food, which is the calories that you burn, breaking down the food that you eat. And then we have EAT, which is planned exercise, so your workouts. So let's go back to BMR. Every time you go on a restrictive diet, you drop into a calorie deficit. The more extreme that calorie deficit, the more likelihood that there is that your body is going to fight back and it's going to have to reduce the calories it needs to survive. Because that's all your body wants. Your body just wants to live. It wants to stick around, stay alive. Okay? So when you start reducing your calorie intake to crazy amounts because you keep dropping calories because you're not seeing results after two days, you keep reducing more and more and more and more and hoping that you get results. What then happens is, say you're on like a thousand calories a day, that's all you're eating, your body would normally need, as a female, these are rough figures again, but approximately a normal female that would say have a 2000 calorie maintenance, which means that if you eat 2000 calories, your body stays the same. If you're eating a thousand calories a day, you are massively under eating your body will probably need approximately 1,200 calories just to live, just to survive, just to perform its normal bodily functions. And you're not even giving your body the fuel it needs for that. So in order for it to stay alive, it has to downregulate its, its bodily, production, bodily functions. Okay? So hormone production reduces. Yeah? Digestion is inhibited. You start getting brain fog. All these different things start happening when you start feeling lethargic, getting headaches, feeling rough, losing your memory, and it's because you're under eating. So what was your, your maintenance level of nutrition, which would mean that what be my maintenance is you eat 2,000 calories a day, you won't lose weight, you won't gain weight. Because you've restricted yourself massively, your, your maintenance has now gone down to, for example, 1,400, which means that then to be in a calorie deficit and lose weight, you have to be eating 900 and then that means that your bmr is just reduced even more and you're you're in this endless cycle of reducing calories more and more to the point where you can't reduce them anymore and then you start binging because you've been restricting so much so what would have normally been a, a calorie surplus of say a thousand a day is now a, a calorie surplus of two thousand a day because your bmr is so buggered okay 
So this was the main topic I wanted to kind of get to you on this on this episode of the show was your BMR and how you know these restrictive diets and stuff keep screwing you over. But I had to touch on the whole bigger picture of of everything else as well because it's a very small area of a very broad problem. So you got to look at your BMR as well. Okay, and we've already touched on eating habits as a child. Yeah, do you have triggers that cause you to overeat stress are you susceptible to anxiety is your lifestyle your nutrition your sleep poor so your mental health is not as good as it could be so you're more susceptible to anxiety so you're having more triggers that are causing emotional eating all these different things okay got to look at your eating habits as as a whole any eating disorders that come from that yeah binge eating um Emotional eating, they're all kind of tied in together as eating disorders. Do you have eating disorders that are a roadblock for you, stopping you from losing weight? Okay. And then stress. Stress is a massive contributor to people that are struggling to lose weight. Stressful jobs, stressful lives. Cortisol constantly flowing through your body that is preventing you from losing weight. Okay. Because your sleep is inhibited. Okay, you can't relax. You can't stick to a diet. Stress is a massive, massive issue, which I'll probably touch on in a completely separate episode. But what I've covered today is is all the reasons why you look at other people that are in great shape eating whatever they want and why you can't do the same. But at the same time, you can listen to this episode and learn from what I've just touched on and actually make those changes yourself. Okay, so you you can address your BMR. You can start eating more. Okay, being consistent with a diet, yeah, with a moderate calorie deficit, you will probably start getting results. In fact, you will if you actually do that. If you actually eat more food and are consistent with being in a very moderate calorie deficit, you can you can repair your your metabolism issues. Okay, then look at your eating habits. Maybe look at getting professional help elsewhere if your eating habits or eating disorders are massively inhibiting the quality of your life. Yeah. And then just get clear on how much food you're actually eating and address your stress levels so that you can actually be consistent with a dieting strategy. Okay. So we've covered a lot in today's episode. I kind of went hell for leather and threw a lot of information at you. So I would strongly suggest that you, you go back and listen again to what I've covered today, but that in a nutshell, I could make a separate episode of every single one of these issues that I raised today that I discussed with you today. But I just wanted to give you a a broad perspective, a thousand million foot view of why you're struggling to lose weight and why other people don't, because it's a very, very complicated situation to be in. And I can't give you specific guidance because I don't know your specifics. But by all means, if you have specific areas or if you have a weight loss issue, a health issue that you want my perspective on, you want some guidance and some advice on, by all means, you can message me through Facebook, through Instagram. You can drop me an email, lewis at lewispierce.com, whatever you want to do. Or what you can do is whilst this podcast is going on and I'm recording this episode live on Facebook, my five-day challenge for professional women that want more body confidence, that want to lose weight without having to starve themselves and do crazy cardio, registration is now open for it. So you can hit the link above this video, or if you listen to this whilst registration is open during this challenge or future challenges, there'll be a link to register in the comments or in the show notes of this episode. So thanks again, everybody that's watched by quite a few viewers coming through as well. Um, Thank you so much for checking out today's episode. Feel free to share it on your feed because I guarantee that there's going to be a lot of people that you know 
who can benefit from what I've covered today. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Thanks for watching. It's been an absolute pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your day. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap for today. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe so you don't miss any future shows. And I'd love to get your feedback, so feel free to leave me a review, regardless of whether you loved it or hated it. If you want to join the podcast community on Facebook or find out more about today's episode, please check out the show notes for all the additional information. See you next week.